He touched me. He touched me. And all the joy that flows my soul. Something happened. And yes, I know. Let's be on our feet. He touched me. And made me whole. He touched me. He touched me. Yes, Jesus touched me. And all the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. So this time, Lord, we give you our glory, we adore you, we praise your name. Because your touch has set us free, Lord, we give you all adoration, being there exalted in Jesus' name. And as you continue to touch us till the end of the years and beyond, Father, we pray that your touch in our life shall never cease in Jesus' name. As we go into your world, Father, let your word touch our life in the mighty name of Jesus. The purpose of today's message, Father, let it be fulfilled in our life in Jesus' name. Amen. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Let's clap for God as we have our seat. Let's be honest. Let's sit down. Praise God. Today, I want to talk about giant. And I title my topic today as your giant is not a giant to God. I don't know what giant that is pushing you around. I want to assure you that your giant is not what? Can you tell your neighbor my giant is not a giant to God? Praise God. A group of 
People visited in Sue. They went to Sue. And they passed, as they were passing through the elephant pen, they noticed one of the attenders sitting and crying. The attendant was crying. And one of the visitors asked another attendant that is very close by, what is wrong? Why is he crying? And the attendant replied, the elephant has died. Oh, the visitor said, oh, he must be very fond of that elephant, that when the elephant dies, he is crying. Then the other attendant who shared that information said, no, he has been given the task of digging the grave for the dead elephant. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, my giant is not a giant to God. This is what we're supposed to believe. This is what we must believe, that in our life, I don't know the situation you are passing through, that seems to be a gigantic situation. I'm telling you right now that that giant you are seeing is not a giant to God. That mountain you are seeing, like the mountain that surrounds Muscat, they are nothing before God. Praise God. So whatever form your giant is, today is the day you have to realize that it's just a level ground. Praise the Lord. It's not a giant to God. You might be facing so many challenges. Or let me put it this way. Is there any challenges you have been facing that made you to cry like that attendance in the suit? Because even this same attendance, he was just to supervise the digging. They are to use excavator to dig the grave for the elephant. But for the fact that it has been mentioned that he will dig the elephant's grave, then he begins to cry. Sometimes there are things we thought they are giant. But to God, they are just trial time. God will not, if God is not passing through fire, it will not shine. Praise the Lord. If you sleep, I will point to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because I've been seeing Isis being closed. <laughs> so just believe that those giants you are thinking is giant. They are not giant to God. The zoo attendant was looking at the size of the elephant and he got intimidated. Is there anything in your life that is intimidating you? You just have to command that thing this afternoon that enough is enough. That very giant is not giant to God. Praise the Lord. So don't look at the size of the situation you are passing through. Don't look at that situation and you think that a very big giant that cannot be sorted out. There's an adage in my, in my language that if you are saying we have not seen this before, they are just scaring, they, they, are, they just want to scare you away. Nothing new in this world. Everything has happened one time or the other. So whatever you are passing through, you are not the first person to pass through that. Is it your job? Is it your children? See your spouses? I'm assuring you, that giant is nothing before God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't be intimidated with your, the size of giant that you think you are facing. As I will ask you to turn with me to the book of uh, number 13. Number 13, 26 to 33. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, 
and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quietened the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had grouped up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Praise the Lord. Can you imagine? These people have been sent to go and investigate, to go and spy. All they came back with is bad report. Only one single person among them is able to see that those people are nothing. Don't bring yourself, yourself down too low for Satan. Don't compare yourself to nothing. They are comparing themselves with grasshopper. How many of us know grasshopper here? Praise God. If you don't know, Google it. Google we, we show you a picture of grasshopper. You can see the children of God, they are comparing themselves with grasshopper. So what situation are you going through that you are now comparing yourself? Anyway, we will come back to that. Now let's talk what is giant itself. When we were small, when the moon is up, we are, they used to tell us, tell by moonlight. That time, they make us believe that a giant is an imag imaginary creation like a man. Extremely tall, strong, and usually very cruel. Only children, giant is appearing to. Because when we were small, when they tell us this uh, story by moon by moon moonlight in the night very scary stories they talk about giant and as a child we believe that giant always eat up small small children so are you looking at your giant that he can swallow you up that is what they make little children to believe they terrify little children with giant with so many types of story of giants that when you tell children, they'll be scared. So, but we are not talking of that kind of giant today. So what type of giant are we talking about today? Our giant is not always human giant. There may be debt, depression, unemployment, abuse, even rejection. Our habit can be a giant. Temptation in our life can be a giant. Anger can be a giant. If you are not sure of your future as well, it's a giant. Praise God. Unfeeling important. If you are not making yourself to be an important person, it's a giant. It may be giant of loneliness, hopelessness, giant of bitterness, pride, or giant of doubt. I know as I, as I speak, many people might be saying, what's he saying? After all, what I'm passing through, I'm the one that is feeling it. Brethren, I'm assuring you, what you are seeing like as a monte is a level ground. Praise the Lord. I want you to know that everybody in this life, they are subject to and under control of Almighty God. Everybody, we are under the control of Almighty God. Your giant is not a giant to God. 
you need to accept this spiritual exposure in your life that my giant is not a giant to God. Every one of us here are facing giant. How you take it is what we justify. All you need to do is to join hand with God to fight your giant. If you don't fight that giant, it will remain in the life of whosoever refused to fight the giant. Brethren, the earlier you face that giant, the better it will be. Because that giant will not go away. If you are not facing the giant, it won't go away. And now do you face this giant? You need to leave everything for God. You need to put it before God. That God, this giant, is not a giant to me. And it's not a giant also to God. This you need to accept. This you need to agree. Because the giant will not go away. Let's divert a, a little bit. Let's look at the story of Goliath. Goliath was not always a giant. How many of us believe that? He's not always a giant. One time he was a baby. Correct? Was he giant that time? No. Later he became teenager. Was he giant? No. This is how our giant also is. He started gradually. It's like a baby. At a particular time, it's like a baby. Then it starts growing. It starts growing. Some of us, we start putting water with fear. Praise God. Goliath was, a, was once a baby. The baby became a child. The child became a teenager. And the teenager be, became a man. And a man turned to giant. In the same way, our giant often starts quietly. Small, 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 they begin to grow. They will grow and they will never leave you if you don't fight it. This we can see in the, in, in, in the word of God. In um, 1 Samuel 17, verse 16 of it, it says, The giant, the Philistine, draw nearer to the Israel, morning and evening for 40 days, mocking and teasing the children of Israel, saying, who will come out to fight me? This is how our giant act. act. If you refuse to fight that giant, every second, Goliath time, it was morning and what? Morning and evening that is coming. But in this case, it will be every second if you are not ready to stand against that giant. This is evident that Goliath's situation is evident that our giant will never go away unless you try to deal with that giant. You have to understand that one day, this giant, you are going to face it in your life. If you are not facing any giant now, it will come, the challenges will come. Giant has level. There are some giants that when you hear that giant, then you'll be scared that, oh, what I'm even thinking is giant in my life. It's never even a, 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 the tip of a needle when you hear somebody's giant. So you have to understand that giant will never walk away unless you fight it. And how do you fight it? You have to fight it with the word of God. You need to call upon God to fight it. John 16:33 These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace in the world you will have tribulation That confirmed that you will have giant But what But be of good cheer I have overcome the world 
God has overcome the world. That giant is no giant to God. You have to resist. You need to fight back. James 4, 7. James 4, 7. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and what? He will flee from you. So what is that giant that you cannot resist? Definitely when you resist it according to the word of God, he will flee away. So the giant in our life must be dealt with, must be eliminated, must be taken out. It must be taken care of. We must silence every giant that we are passing through so that we can move and graduate to the next level. If you wait, if you fold your arms, brethren, that giant, just like Goliath is coming, morning and evening, that giant will not go. So giant don't go away. You have to join hand with God to chase the giant of your life away. So, like I said, in that story of uh, Goliath, 80 times he was there, mocking them, tormenting them, twice a day for 40 days. 80 times, threatening and intimidating them. Saying, look here, I'm going nowhere. Choose somebody to come and fight me. This is how your giant speaks to you. This is how he speaks to you. He will not go away. He is telling you, I will be back. That's what Goliath was telling them. I will be back. And this reminds you that your, the giant in your life, unless you are dealing with it, he will keep telling you that I will come back. I will come back. So sometimes situation in our life may look so gigantic that we are confused. But brethren, like I said, what is gigantic to you may not be gigantic to me. If this mic is not talking now, I may get confused. It may become a giant in me. But to technical people, it's just pressing a button and it disappears. The same way, maybe a mechanical fault in your car that is giant to you, to the technician, it's never a giant. An electrical fault in your home, your lights suddenly switch off. Then you are confused. With this heat, how will I manage? To the electrician, it's not a giant. Maybe there is a fuse. You will just remove it. Before you know what is happening, it's over. The same way, I want you to view your giant when you leave it with God. Our approaches to giant are differ. One can decide to live with the giant. Are you living with your giant? Have you accepted the faith that your giant has created in you? Have you accepted being dominated by the giant and suffering for the rest of the, your life? When you accept that, you will never witness any victory. That is why I'm telling you now that you need to fight your giant. You don't have to decide to live with that giant. God is bigger than every mountain. He's bigger than every mountain. The victory will come when you fight the giant. Praise the Lord. There are some people that, that will temporarily sought help somewhere and they have temporary relief. But God wants us to have complete victory. So you need to confront the giant. There are some people that they fight that giant. They begin to mention, quote Bible, it has been written, it has been said, that resist devil, he will flee away. I'm resisting you. With your prayer, you fight giant. But... Why we cannot fight giant alone because of certain limitation? We can get the job done by God. 
by leaving everything for him. And God is going to give you the right artillery to fight the giant. We must connect to the life source of power. The life, when, you con when you are connected to the source of power, you will not be disappointed. So what power am I talking about? Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has done what? Has come upon you. Brethren, let's begin to ask for Holy Spirit. Because when you have that Holy Spirit, the giant will not be like what uh, in physics we have light pole and non light pole. And when light pole come together, what happens? They repel. That is how that Holy Spirit will work in you. Because the Holy Spirit will create the same pole, the same magnetic field with the giant. And as you commit everything, you pray, and the Holy Spirit spring, spring in. Then the giant will begin to move. He will begin to move. Because the power will continue to, to push it away. And that is how it's going to be completely wiped away from your side. So you need the power of Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5. First Corinthians. And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to rely only on the power of who? what? The Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Don't think you are too strong. Even if you can pray, you need that Holy Spirit to guide you. Because at times you might be praying your prayer may not be hitting the right place. But when the Holy Spirit is in you, he continues to hit the right place. And that giant gradually begins to disappear. Different type of giant. There are some giants that their own is just to intimidate. They are just to intimidate you. Whenever you remember, something will just caught your mind. And there are some giants, it's just to discourage you. Just to pull you back. We need not to permit this. We have to deal with that giant immediately. So one of these days, at the same time, any, every moment you must ensure that you are dealing with your giant. The children of Israel was about to be invaded. King Joseph had table it before God. Second Chronicle 2, 5 to 7. Second Chronicle 20, sorry, 20, 5 to 7. Second Chronicle 20, 5 to 7. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And you, do you not rule over all the kingdoms of all the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever, and they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name's sake. Praise the Lord, brother. Thank you. Go back to verse 4. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. They, they gathered together to ask help from the Lord. Because they were about to be invaded. You can go and read that story. And what happened? Joseph, the king, he stood before the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem. 
And he committed everything to God. He asked for God's help. So who are you not to ask for God's help? In that giant of your life, you can also ask God that, Lord, this is the challenges I'm facing. I need your help. In that same story, verse 15, let's see what happened in verse 16. And he said, listen, all, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Praise God. Go back to verse 14, brother, so that then, we can get it clearly. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel, the son of Zechariah. Thank you. That's what I want. The Spirit of God came upon Jehazel and informed the people of God, the battle is not yours. It's for God. I'm also telling you, confirm it to you, that giant in your life, the battle is not yours, it's for God. And God will perfect it in Jesus' name. Amen. Every giant in your life will disappear in the mighty name of Jesus. Jezreel assured King Joseph that the battle is not yours, it's for God. So we need to recognize that our giant is no giant to God because the battle is not for us. It's for God to fight. So to defeat a giant in our life, there are four things, four negative things that we must try to avoid. And David, in defeating Goliath, avoided these four negative things. The first one is do not limit God. Tell your neighbor, do not limit God. Do not limit God. In the text we read, number 13, 26 to 33, they brought bad report. They brought bad report, and in that report, they do what? They limited God. And these are people with experience. That's why I say at times experience is not the best teacher, right? We agree? Again, I will say it. If experience is best teacher, how wonder our sisters when they cook in the kitchen, they, without putting anything in their hand, hot pot, they will still do it tomorrow. Praise the Lord. The same way with brothers also. We are caught with traffic light today. We say, oh, I made a mistake. Tomorrow another one will still catch up with us. The children of Israel, they had experience. They had the experience about God. Where? In Egypt. They know everything that happened. Red Sea was one time a giant to them. No road. Dead end. But God said, look back. The what you are seeing again, you shall see them no more. Brethren, look back. That giant you are seeing, you will see them no more in Jesus' name. Amen. God opened the Red Sea for the children of Israel. He enabled them to pass through the dry land. They traveled through the wilderness. God was feeding them day and night. Now they are the border of the promised land. And if it is today's world, they will, the Bible recorded it as spies. Maybe they will call it detective, SSS, the security service, or Central Intelligence Agency. You go there and see what is happening. This detective was sent to that land. They brought good news also. They brought the fruit. They brought so many things from that land. But there are some things that if you score 99%, that 1% will destroy it. Right? If I'm wearing a white cloth full, and just a drop of red oil here. I'm sure many of you, you will not see any other thing than that red oil. The report, that negative report that the children of Israel brought, they limited God. 
Are you limit God? Are you limiting God to the situation in your life? Even if you are doing that, stop right now. Don't wait till you get out of this place. In your heart, stop. Because he can do anything that he can do. The children of Israel, they limited God. David was the youngest among his siblings. With his age, all he wants is victory. He did not limit God. He did not allow the size of Goliath to hinder his victory. Praise the Lord. So, to make in a summary, he did not limit God by his own limitation. What is his own limitation? He was young. He was the last born. So, don't allow any negative things in your life to limit God concerning your giant. So, you must be positively thinking every time. You must have this attitude that God, you are supreme, you can do it. Unbelief limits God. When you have this unbelief, it limits God. Faith sees the possibility and believe the unbelief. But unbelief limits God to what we can see, feel, understand, and control. It limits God. We should never limit God to what we think that is a problem to us. The second negative you need to avoid is that do not walk by sight. You know, the road to heart is the eyes. When you go to Lulu or any mall, they put beautiful screen as you are coming. They'll be showing you beautiful things. The advertisers, they are very smart because they want to draw you closer. The road to your heart, to your mind, is eyes. So do not walk by sight only. Because the window display in the mall is always very attractive, very appealing, and attractive to the eyes. That even when you pass through it, you still go back and look at it. And when you buy that, whatever it is, by the time you take it home, you discover that there's nothing special about it. But they have deceived you to make that purchase. Praise God. So do not walk by sight. Elisha and his servant, they woke up in the morning and the servant discovered that, oh, there is a problem. There is chaos. He was confused. Second King 6, from verse 15. Second King 6. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master. Praise the Lord, brother. Now, and the servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Why do you think that the servant said that? Because he walked by sight only. Merely seeing those people, he was scared. And what happened, brother? So he answered, do not fear. Do not fear. For those who are with us. Those who are with us. Those who are with you. Are more than those who are with them. Mm -hmm. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he, might, he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Praise God. Can you see what the servant was thinking is a very big giant? He was running up and down. What shall we do? What shall we do? The master just said, relax. Because you are blind. Because you could not see that those who are with us are much more than those that are with them. Brethren, who is in you is greater than what? The one in them. So that giant is no giant to God. Look at 1 Samuel 17, 
25 to 26. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter and give his father's house. Praise God. Thank you, brother. Now, this is the story of David and Goliath again. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, because they walk by sight only. They were walking by sight only. Do not limit God. Don't walk by sight only. In these two verses, um, the sight was mentioned twice. I don't know if you have seen it. Was mentioned twice. When they saw the man, that means they walked by sight. And again, so the men of Israel said, Have you seen the man against sight? Twice they walked by sight and they were scared. In Nigeria, we say that uh, he don't take over, that is, he has run to go and hide. Quickly, the children of Israel, they run away and they take cover. Because of what? Because they walk by sight. The Bible says, we walk by faith, not by sight. Second Chronicles 5-7. We walk by faith, not by sight. So do not walk by sight to face your giant. The third negative you need to avoid do not listen to your feelings. Feelings can cripple everything in you. Let's go back to that David and Goliath story. Verse 24 again, brother, read. All, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. They ran away because they were controlled by their feelings. I'm sure that many of them will not even see him before they... They pick their shoes and begin to run. Are we like that? Do we have the feelings in our, in, in our side concerning the giant we are facing to suppress us? Do not listen to your feelings. Feelings are on the human level. You need to have the faith, which is at the level of, at the spiritual level. Feelings are subject to change. Your feeling now will change. If suddenly, if we see snake here, many of us, the first thing is to climb on top of the chairs. <laughs> then later, that feeling will change. Because you, you are able to adjust yourself. It's normal. As per scientists, Reflex act. It's normal. But don't allow your feelings to, to deprive you of the solution to your giant. Feelings are subject to change, but faith is constant. Faith is constant. Feelings are centered in your faith. Feelings are centered in you. Why faith is centered on God? Your feeling is on you, but your faith is on God. Feeling will handicap your faith. If you are so much strong about feelings. If you are sleeping, shout hallelujah. Praise God. Good. Nobody is sleeping. So don't allow your feelings to handicap you. Relying on faith. God is good all the time. All the time. He's always there. Amen. The fourth negative you need to avoid, do not listen to others. When you listen to others, people are there to discourage you. They are always there to tell you a story, to compare your story with somebody's story, to make it big. 
like the mountain behind us here. They want to tell you so many stories and that will scare you. Only when you have the people of God who understand, we assure you, we give that assurance that there is no way, don't worry, brethren, this mountain must be removed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Do not listen to others. Once you realize whom you believe, don't listen to others. Three times, David and Goliath's story, three times others were trying to convince uh, David. They tempted him to listen to them, but he never listened. In verse 33 of that same 1 Samuel 17, now, before then, in verse 28, David's brother Eliab said, Why have you come down? Why have you come down? That's his brother was saying that. David did not listen to him because if he had listened to him, he would have discouraged him. Moving to verse 33, the king himself said David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you... I bought a youth. Again, someone was talking to David. David never listened to him also. In verse 43, Goliath himself, who is the enemy now, he says, Am I a dog that you have come to me with stick? And the Philistine caused David by his gods. You see, that is intimidation. At times listening to others, cause an intimidation in you. So why must you listen to others? You need to avoid this if, you're, if you want your giant to disappear. When you listen to others, you may be discouraged. David was discouraged by his family, number one. He was discouraged by the king, number two. He was mocked by his enemy. So what giant are you facing right now? Do you ever feel as if you are getting hit from all directions? You have to consider all this negative. All this negative, you need to consider them. Not to limit God, not to walk by sight, not to listen to your feelings, and not to listen to others. Because there are many forces all around you that want to ruin your faith that want to ruin your belief. God created you to depend on him. So you need to walk by faith to depend on God. So in the story of David, there are so many valuable lessons that we have learned. Every giant that we face also, I want to tell you, it has expiring time. Only when you allow it to expire. When you attack it, the expiring time will be very quick. Because every giant you face is an opportunity for God to glorify himself in you. It's an opportunity for God to show that you are a prince and princess in his kingdom. So let me tell you, you need to be adamant to trust what God has given you. You have to be adamant to trust what God has given you. In Exodus 4, 1 to 5, because of our time, brother, don't worry. Um, in that Exodus, Moses was protesting that what if they don't believe me when God has given him assignment to go and inform the children of Israel, it's time for them to move. Because the giant they were facing in, in Egypt, God has seen their cry, he has heard their cry. Enough is enough. This giant must be removed. But David was protesting. Maybe we read verse 4 or verse 1. Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, the Lord has not appeared to you. You see? And what happened? What followed? So the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? He said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. 
So he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent. Praise God. That God has given him the instrument he's going to use. God has equipped you as well. He has equipped you to overcome every giant you face in life. All you simply need to do is to be adamant enough to trust that gift that God has given you. He has given you the spiritual gift. He has given you the natural talent and gift. But most of all, he has also given you his spirit to dwell in you. Are you making use of those gifts to overcome your giants? Are you making use of them? Wherever you go, whatever you, you face, are you there to use those gifts that God has given you? Brethren, but again, you need to put aside all sinful behavior. Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. For you to overcome your giant. Hebrew is, the book of Hebrew is telling you that you need to, you need to slow down, to strip off every weight that slow you down. And he gave a sample. The example of this weight is sins. That is the only thing that may not allow the victory to come to you on time. Praise the Lord. So you need to put aside all sinful behaviors. Because that is what will help you to deal with your stronghold. In your mind, you need to deal with your stronghold. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 to 6. Second Corinthians. Four to six. First, second Corinthians. For the weapons of our welfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Praise God. The weapon that God has given you is not the weapon of this world. As I mentioned the other time, the artillery. I'm not talking of the military artillery. I'm talking about the word of God. That is what God has given unto you. That you can use to conquer every giant in your life. Some, some of these giants that we are dealing with are not even real. It's just the fear and lies from Satan that is keeping this giant in our mind. So we need to get all this giant away from our mind. Because the giant will keep telling you so all sorts of things, trying to intimidate you. These are lies that are being created by fears. An imaginary giant. Then, you have to believe that nothing is too hard for God. Jeremiah 32, 27. I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? This is a question being asked. Is there anything too hard for me? Nothing. Nothing is too hard for our God. That is why I said, your giant is not a giant to God. Because nothing is too hard for him. Whatever you are passing through now, what is that thing that is pushing you all around? That is, what is that thing that is giving you secret cry? There are some things that is in your mind that secretly you are just crying about it. What are those things? Nothing is too big for our God to do. He is there to conquer every giant in our life. Our God is God of his word. 
At times, God used giant for certain purposes in our life. That giant might be in your life to draw you closer. It might be something to propel you to your next level. Romans 8, Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So stop looking at your giant as a defeat. Because and God is saying in Romans 8, 28, that everything works together for good for those who love God. If you love God, shout hallelujah. Praise God. So, you, I want to tell you that start seeing your giant as an opportunity to come to this stage and testify to God. Now, victory night is coming. We want testimony. See your giant as something that will bring you to come here and testify to the glory of God. Many a times we are unable to defeat the giant of our life because we are depending on our own strength. Don't depend on your strength. Proverbs 3, 5 to 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and learn not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. God has given you full armor, armor of God to use. He has given you those words that when the giant come, you begin to pronounce those words into it. And you need to put on this armor of God. Ephesians 6, when you look at 11 to 18, go and read it. But let's read verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the vile of the devil. Let's read that word. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principality, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of, the, of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the old armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. God has already given you everything you need to overcome your giant. So stop fear. Don't be afraid. Be adamant enough to trust God. God wants to strengthen you. He wants to supply more source of his power unto you. No matter what your giant is, no matter what they look like, they are not as big as God. And they are no giant to God. Giant size, whatever the size of your giant, they are no big deal before God. Don't allow fear to create heavy burden in your heart. So look unto God. It's God that can make you to overcome your giant. So, in conclusion, you need to recognize that we all have giants. And you need to recognize that every giant, every of those giants must be defeated. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. What, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you. You can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Number two, realize the battle belongs to God. In First uh, Samuel 17, verse 47, David said, This is the Lord's battle, and we he will give and he will give you to us. That's what he told Goliath. So Whatever the giant in your life, pronounce that to that, those giants and say, this is the Lord's battle and you, the Lord will hand over you to me and I will conquer you, this giant. Number three, 
Number one is recognize that you have giant. Two, realize that that battle is for Lord. Three, attack your giant. If not, it will keep troubling you. You need to attack him. Attack that giant and get it away from you. So, the mountain must be removed. If you are praying, always pray with Philippians 4, 30. I can do all things through what? Through Christ who strengthened me. This you will use to cage every giant in your life. So, focus on God. Don't focus on your giant. Because when you focus on your giant, you will stumble. But when you focus on God, your giant will tumble in Jesus' name. Amen. So don't give that giant that you are facing in your life an opportunity to live in your life. Realize that God is God of mercy and is always there to conquer every giant in our life. Let's be on our feet. Let us be on our feet. You have heard the message that your giant is not a giant to God. This you have to believe. I don't know if you have been knocked down by giant. I want you to pray. Lord, I have been knocked down by giant. I receive your power to bounce back. Turn into prayer. I receive your power to do what? To bounce back. I've been run down by giant. You know those giant that is troubling you right now. Begin to mention it before God. That Lord, I've been run down by this giant. I've been knocked down by this giant. I receive your power. I receive your power to bounce back in the mighty name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray that every giant in your life, they must be, be brought to boot. They must be destroyed. That I receive your power to bounce back. With the power of Almighty God is the only thing that can make you to overcome every giant in your life. Pray. Open your mouth and pray. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Every door in our life that giant have closed. Because you see this giant will close certain, uh, certain door in our life. Maybe your resources, your job, Satan has taken it away. The income that is coming there, you are no more getting it. You are going to talk and say every closing door, every, every closing door that uh, giant have closed. I don't know which giant has closed it. Lord, let the Spirit of God force them open. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know those giants that the devil has closed. You know those doors. There are some giant doors in our life. Giant doors this time around that bring good things to us. But devil has closed it. You are going to command that the fire of God will burst it open. In the mighty name of Jesus. Pray, pray, open your mouth. Every giant, every closed door that devil has closed. Father, let the power of Almighty God, let the fire of Almighty God consume it and open it in Jesus' name. Pray that every power of, of, uh, of giant in your life, Lord, let the Spirit of God render them powerless in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Then finally, I receive dominion every satanic giant in my life. I receive dominion. Whatever giant that is dominating your life, I receive dominion to, to, to overcome it, to dominate it in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, we just want to bless your name for the beautiful session that we have had. We thank you for your word that you have spoken to us. Thank you, Father, because you have come down into this auditorium yourself and speak your word into our life, that every mountain in our life has been removed, that every giant in our life has been rendered powerless. Father, we glorify you. As we go into the week, Lord, you will go ahead with us in Jesus' name. Yeah. 
Today's message shall cause testimony in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. We have had this message, the Spirit to make use of it. The Lord will perfect it in our life in Jesus' name. Blessed be your holy name. As we go, Father, go with us in Jesus' name. Let us reach our home safely in the mighty name of Jesus. Our program this week and tomorrow, right from tomorrow, we commit them unto you. Father, let us be victorious in Jesus' name. Every program for the rest of the year, take over in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let's share the grace together in fellowship. Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, with us now forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you.